I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, we're back and we're talking about the show Wilfred. Uh, I told you let's get weird and you selected something that's a little weird. I like it. Yeah, uh, I really kind of dug into because um, I was like, oh, we can go conventional weird and do, you know, Twin Peaks as an example. But I thought I'm like, we got to find something really out there. And this is out there. <laughs> I like it, though. I really liked it. You did. Yeah. What did you think? I'm not sure this is my brand of comedy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. The guy that plays Wilfred is doing like that deadpan comedy, I guess you could mm-hmm. call it. I'm not sure that's always my thing. It's it's like British humor. That's why. Yes. You gotta well, like... I don't like British humor, as we know. Well, you like The Office, and that's British humor. The American version isn't, though. The American but version... The whole, but the pilot is almost very close to the original pilot. So is um, Showtime Shameless. Like, they almost did the first few seasons. They followed it very closely. But I don't know. There's just something different about it. I don't okay. know. I, I, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's not that I didn't like it. I'm just not sure it's my, like... Well, what was your preconceived notion about the show going in? Oh, I knew there was a man in a dog suit. And <laughs> <laughs> I did know that. Just from when they used to do commercials for it. Oh, they promoted um, the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. They pumped this thing up like crazy back in the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I so I knew that. I knew Elijah Wood. And I obviously knew that he's the only one that sees him as, you know, the man dog. And you don't find out too, too much in the initial episode. What did you think? What did you know about it? I was like, it's a guy talking to a visible person or like a dog in real life. That's all I got. That's like all I had. Like I had just the minimal knowledge. I knew it was Elijah Wood. Um, I've seen the commercials eight billion times because it has the writing of like that woman who does all those coffee cups and stuff now. Yep. It's like that same font. And I just remember seeing FX all the time. Like when I would watch other FX shows, um, I just remember that being promoted. And I feel like I watched it. I feel like I watched like one random episode once and I just... I didn't get hooked, so. Yeah, well, I don't think, do you think this is the kind of show you would continue watching, even though you liked it? Yeah, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> no. It would be like, uh, it's like a background noise show for me. It's not like something I'm, I'm sure the storyline isn't super, you know, yeah, yeah. the character arc and the storyline. <laughs> I mean, Elijah Wood is a good actor he's like one of the yeah. only child actors i like so yeah um, i mean i think it'll be a lot of shenanigans is kind of the yeah, vibe i got absolutely. from it going forward yeah so, so give us some background on it like give me hit me up with some knowledge about wilfred yeah so not too long ago 2011 it started and it ran for four seasons um obviously stars elijah wood who we've known forever because he was a child's actor and he was in a small movie um i don't know if you've heard of it, it's called lord of the rings um, I hear it was no, popular. I just know it as a book. <laughs> so um, he obviously has a lot of acclaim for that. But the show is actually adapted from an Australian show of the same name. So the titular anthropomorphic dog, Wilfred, is played by the same actor in both the Australian version and the American version. It's a guy Wait, named Ethan Gann. That's wild. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Isn't that? You know, I thought... <laughs> 
I'm going to explain how they're different, but I thought to myself, I was like, like if Ricky Gervais was Michael Scott in the American version, that's what that would be. Right. That's so it's weird so to me. Bizarre. You're just like, I think I'll play this dog again. Like this man dog thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely weird. They do have major differences from what I understand. So I watched the American version like you did, but I did go back and watch like the first three minutes of the Australian version. Um, really kind of dark, almost looks like low budget weird. Um, and just from what I've read online about it, it's very cynical. Like Wilfred's more menacing in the Australian version, almost like he could be kind of like scary at times, like in the way he's harassing the main guy here, in the American version, it's much lighter. It's a little offbeat. Wilfred's more fun. And he kind of almost like empowers Ryan in a way. Like I say, like the shenanigans of it all. Mm -hmm. This is on FX, which you mentioned before. FX is well known for those adult quirky shows uh, like Nip Tuck, which was a really personal favorite of mine. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, which we all know is a really offbeat show. Um, I watched this other one called Better Things, which is just it's different. I don't know how to quite describe it. It's kind of like just what if you were just watching me do like everyday tasks. I don't know. It's it's different. <laughs> and then um, Rescue Me, which I know you were a big fan of. I've always been interested in watching, but I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, and that's also like darker. It's more adult themed. It's like an adult show. Yeah. It's yeah. like the NYPD Blue, you know, adult fire show. But it's also like super funny. But the comedy is like my humor like yeah kind like, of cynical type yeah it's cynical too because it plays off of right after 9-11 like this firehouse in new york so it's all like the cynicism of being a firefighter in real life and having to deal with bullshit and like families but it's like it's really good and like drinking and like kind of hallucinations and stuff too yeah that's cool and dennis leary is kind of that like gruff comedian too so yeah wilfred was the first series on national television to be shot full-time with hd dslrs that's kind of cool yeah yeah we've used dslrs before to film but not not a lot because we really went over to the osmo a lot once dgi and drones became so you know so big we used like the handheld and like gopros and stuff when i was in grad school hd was just kind of emerging so they remind me of what i used in grad school mm-hmm. that just i don't know it always like just reminds me of like the student films we used to make so i thought that was kind of neat it, i'm also thinking like how many batteries they burn through yeah <laughs> so many batteries for sure Cause, yeah Cause that's the largest eat batteries for sure the type of dog because i'm sitting here looking at this man dog thing and i'm like what's he supposed to be He's yeah i don't know the breed of dog do you know it um yeah it's called australian cobber dog which I've never heard of, but I looked up and they're super cute. There were some different colors of them, like some were brown and some were like that mix, like that gray mix that he's got going on. But I don't know. He doesn't quite look like it. I mean, it's just a dog suit, but yeah, they're actually like pretty cute little things. Oh, okay. Oh, this is a cute. I, you want to know what it looks like? It looks like a golden doodle, but just brown. Yeah. Uh, the last little piece I have here um, is... I thought this was kind of interesting that Rotten Tomatoes ratings actually like increased as the season went on, seasons went on. So the first season 78%, but the second it dips down and goes to 69. In the third, it comes back nice. at 86. Yeah. And I did read that the third kind of went back <laughs> to their way. <laughs> I just got that. I'm such a blonde. Oh my God. Jeez. Anyway. You know um, me. It's too long to... <laughs> 
You just went right over it. Um, just roll over there. But I did read that season three, I think, kind of went back to the original comedy from season one. So I think that explains that. But season four finished out at 100% in Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought was... Holy shit, boss. Yeah. This <laughs> makes me excited for the finale. Yes. It, that did give me a glimmer. Not that I don't like this. That's what I mean. I think it'll just be like weird in the ending. But yeah, it gave me a glimmer of hope at 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. No matter what. Did you dive into any character stuff? Like as if we don't know who Elijah Wood is, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, this was produced by a man named David Suckerman. He wrote for Family Guy, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, King of the Hill. He's married to Ellie Canner. Uh, she's a casting director. You care to know what she is casted? Oh, I do. I want to know. Uh, a little show called Friends. Shut your mouth. A little show called Lewis and Clark. A little show called Sex in the City, and a little show called Dawson's Creek. Oh my God! How do I not know this? Mm-hmm. How do I not know this? I dive deep for this one. I, who uh, am I? Elijah Wood, whose name is Ryan Newman in the show, not the NASCAR driver. By he the was same also name. my brother's best friend as a child. Ryan Newman, not Elijah. Wood. <laughs> Erroneous. All right. So Elijah Wood was in a little thing called Lord of the Rings. He was an, uh, also another actor from The Faculty, which we've talked about yes. before. Love me, um, Faculty. Some fun facts about him. Godzilla is his least favorite movie, the one from 1998. Who can blame him? We don't need <laughs> any more. There's like five. Um, excuse me. P. Diddy did that soundtrack, and it was awesome. And it was a great music video, too. So <laughs> um, he was the first person ever to cross uh, Southern Africa's Victorious Falls by a rope. Holy mackerel. He was considered for the lead role of Richie Rich, and thank God he didn't because I love that movie. His boy Macaulay got it, and they were in The Good Son together. Do you do you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, they play like evil. One's evil, right? Uh, Macaulay Culkin's the bit like born bad kind of kid. Yeah, and yeah. And Elijah's his cousin. It's great. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart uh, wanted him to play the male lead role in Drive Me Crazy in 1999. Because she thought it would take some pressure off of her in her first leading role. However, uh, she was told that he looked too young uh, next to her. He'll look too young next to you. <laughs> what a diss. There's nothing on the guy who plays Wilfred. I think this is his claim to fame. Playing the dog man two times in two countries. Yeah, but uh, Ethan Supley is in this. Yeah. Um, he's the guy, the neighbor of the motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, his name's Spencer. He's in Remember the Titans, American History X, Boy Meets World. And I don't know if you've seen a recent picture of him, but the dude is shredded. Yes, he's lost so much weight. He used to be big in the 90s with a lot of Jay and Silent Bob things like Mallrats used it. And stuff yeah, because like he's a Kevin Smith often cast him to yeah. be in his stuff. Yeah. Um, that was like one of his fun facts. He is the brother-in-law of Juliet Lewis. I don't know if you knew that. Oh. Uh, and is, he is an old childhood friend of Leonardo DiCaprio. So is, oh, I was going to say Elijah was, but I think it's actually Tobey Maguire. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Tobey Maguire. Cool. So those are my fun character things. Oh, oh, one other one that I'll get to later. Um, the waitress at the scene where they're eating, which is super funny. Yeah. Um, she was in Wedding Crashers. She was one of the girls that like Vince Vaughn. And Owen Wilson, ah! you know that sequence? Yes, yeah. The shout sequence, she was in that. That's funny. We have to talk about this quote at the beginning that opens up on this quote because I think that is kind of saying something about this show. Did I miss it? I think it's I missed a Mark it. Twain quote at the very, very beginning. It, it's like the title card. It says, sanity and happiness are an impossible combination. 
I'm going to explain to you why this is important or why I think it's important. The title of this episode is called Happiness, but the title of the series finale is also called Happiness. So, so again, the quote says, sanity and happiness are an impossible combination. So in other words, you can't be sane and happy at the same time. And obviously mm-hmm. in this episode, we see he's insane, you know, in some way, shape or form. Um, so if the last one's called happiness, I would hope that now they're a separated thing and then he's actually happy in the end. So I think we'll get to that a little bit more, but um, I think this quote was actually pretty important for the whole show. Yeah. No, um, it could be like, this is masked happiness because of his, this manic state that he's in right. in the first episode. So basically the show is about um, Elijah Wood's character, Ryan, and he is like clinically depressed. He's going off the rails. He was a lawyer at one time because his dad forced him to, and now he's not. Now he's unemployed and he just tried to kill himself and he just starts seeing a dog. But let's dive into it live view. Here we go. Well, I mean, you basically said it. It's opening up on him like on the third version of a suicide note like that he's typing on the computer. Yeah, he's making the old Xanax smoothie. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> so take the edge off, take a nap, and just fall asleep. Oh, and... for dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So he makes this, he dumps all these pills into a blender and he's like, he puts on a suit. And he like showers and he's like waiting just to die peacefully on the bed. And then then the neighbor comes home with like this motorcycle and wakes him up. And then he realizes that nothing's happening to him. And he's like waiting for something to happen. So he starts doing jumping jacks. He starts doing a bunch of stuff to like. The sequence when he realizes that he isn't overdosing, it's so funny. It's like he Wikipedia's drug overdose. He jerks off in the shower. He writes another suicide note. He drinks some NyQuil. (laughs) the chugs the whole thing in NyQuil and jerking off in the shower to figure out if you're okay is like guy 101. <laughs> like, and do, I, do I feel like I'm dying? Well, let's just try this. And if I die doing it, then that means something wrong. Oh my God. It was so, that was a funny part. Like just the whole like sequence of like back to back things is funny. So he tries everything to make himself pretty much die. He ends up, I guess, just falling asleep for like five minutes. And, and waking up, up looking the- like a vampire. Like, you know, they had like cover stick like all over his lips and then oh, just yeah, like orange so Yeah. And he wakes up to um so he thinks his neighbor who he loves um has a boyfriend, but it's actually just a dog screaming at the motorcycle <laughs> that pulled in, which I thought was super funny. Yeah. And then the next morning the, the same girl uh rings his doorbell and asks to watch his dog. And the dog, he looks behind her, is a guy in a dog suit. And if you like, can we just think about this for one minute? If you and I had never seen a commercial for this, they would be like a what the fuck moment, right? For the first time yep. viewer. Like, I <laughs> so fucking. There weird. are a few roles that are in Hollywood that I feel like I could just dive right in and I would be perfect at. Wilfred is one of these roles. <laughs> Man dog thing is the perfect role for you. Like this, Cam from Modern Family. Yep. There are a few that I could just, like, I could hop in. It would be a seamless transition. Like, <laughs> humble brag, but I could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a couple for you, too. And I'll think more about it, but I know they're out there. We're getting off the rails here. He lets the dog in, which is basically the guy just, like, walks in the house. <laughs> And he sits on the couch and he goes, oh, wait, he doesn't just sit on the couch. He does like the dog thing where they go in a loop a bunch of times before they sit. Oh yeah. my God. It's so weird because he's got like 
he's got the dog like qualities, but then he's got this other shit like smoking cigarettes. And I was like, well, what do the other people see when this dog is smoking? That's what I don't get. It's bothering me. So he does it and he goes, a lot of couches are hard to sit in. Not this one. I like this one. Do you have any DVDs? I like Matt Damon. Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> I started cracking up. Like, just imagine that. being Ryan. Like, just being like, what the fuck is going on? So then he's on the phone because it's supposed to be his first day of his job that he's supposed to be going to, which obviously he's not going to that day because he hadn't slept the whole night before. It's his sister who I think is pretty controlling over his life and like... yeah. Had taken over from what I feel like is his dad, from what we hear throughout the episode of him wanting to be a lawyer, him wanting to be like a perfect person. And yeah. even the sister has her problems because she's like in a hospital screaming, no one's fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she says this line about basically she delivers babies all day. And then she's like, I still have to eat with these hands. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and while he's on the phone, Wilfred comes over and just whispers in her ear. He's like, water, water. <laughs> That that was another good part when he holds up the glass and the bowl and he's like, which one do I Which one do I put it in? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a putting it in a glass. He goes over to Wilfred and Wilfred ends up pulling a bong out of his bag. A bong made out of a Gatorade bottle, yeah. which is also in the Australian version. I mean, I made them out of a Gatorade bottle when I was in high school, but they were very different. You turn them sideways, poke a hole in I it. wouldn't know anything about this, Joseph. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. This is another thing where it's like, he takes it out of the doggy bag and does it so it's like, well, what does everyone else see? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that was obviously packed by his neighbor. Right. Like the owner. So it, I thought it was kind of funny. But then I thought it was pretty bold that they were like hitting a bong on FX, like on regular cable. And then he's just like, hey, you got a cough to get off. <laughs> I wrote it right at this point. I go, how does this Australian guy play this role so straight faced? Like he's sitting in like a giant dog suit, smoking a bong and talking about shit particles because he starts talking about how he can smell like the bad milk in the fridge and like the shit in Letchewood's pants. I was like, but so straight face, like never even cracked a smile. Oh, I'm sure that there was like a bazillion takes. Wilfred, like any dog, thinks that something happened to his owner because she hasn't come back yet. So he starts digging. But the funniest part about the whole thing, he's not digging with his hands. He's digging with an actual <laughs> shovel, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. This is so, in- this is like, this this show makes you feel insane while you're watching it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he's just like, and then he wanted to go on a walk and Elijah Wood didn't want to go. And he's like, I've got just enough piss in me to kill the rest of this long. <laughs> so he's like, all right. He's like, I think she's a goner. I know. She choked on something. <laughs> <laughs> when they first started walking, what I wrote is there's no leash on him. I can't wrap my head around. So I think the dog, this is where I figure out that I think the dog is his subconscious talking to him because he psychoanalyzes the note the suicide note that he had written. Yeah, he actually says to him about 10 minutes in, he says, I am you, we are one mind. Like right after that, he says he was kidding, but I actually think he's saying the real thing. Yeah, exactly. And he psychoanalyzes the note and be like, diamond in the rough, that's the best you can do on your fourth draft. So he's got to know, it's not like he's like some psychic dog. So it's got to be like- Well, he did say that he read it while he was asleep. But like at the same time, I think it's it's he's obviously a subconscious like or a split personality. I think he's like the fight club, like the Brad Pitt of fight club. Oh, yeah. What happens if at the end Ryan is actually the dog? Oh, shut your mouth. Blow your mind. Wait, 
we gotta we gotta circle back to that after because I gotta know how that would go down. So they decide to to go for a walk and they end up going to a restaurant and um, they're just sitting there eating nachos. And the waitress comes over and she goes, "Does your do you always feed your dog nachos?" He goes, "It's okay. He worked out today from like <laughs> digging the holes." And she thought it was super funny and like Elijah Wood is not used to flirting, obviously, and didn't know that he was like doing good. She hugs the dog and he starts motorboating her and basically humping her. And and Elijah Wood goes, I'll have what he's having. (laughs) (laughs) Throw back to when Harry met Sally for those who didn't get that one. Oh my God, but he's motorboating. She's just like, oh. oh." He's like, get off. He's like, I'm trying. (laughs) So on the way home, they see the guy on the motorcycle that makes everyone pissed off. Wilford just gets taken off after him. So this is where the leash thing comes in. He goes, the guy gets off the motorcycle goes, that thing's not on a leash. So apparently he's just walking the dog around without a leash. So I guess to everybody else, it just looks like the dog's walking next to him. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't get it. Like, is it, maybe he's not talking to anyone. But I mean, everyone is interacting with the Uh, dog. No, they all think it's a dog. Well, I had a theory right up until we see the sister again. Yeah, we're not there yet. Oh, excuse me. Well, then Wilfred and him are playing ball. Ryan, he gets really mad and ends up throwing Wilfred's ball into the bad dude's yard. And then he's like, dude, I want that ball back. I want the ball. But later that night, Wilfred comes over and tells him how important the ball is. And I think the ball is a metaphor for what Ryan needs to feel normal again. He's like, all this shit happened to me. Then I found this ball to chew on. Wait, you're so right. Because Wilfred's telling all these like weird little things about oh, he went to the pound and this and that and that. Some old lady gave him the ball. You're right. And Ryan, obviously, as you like pointed out before, like used to have a law career and he's obviously dealing with like depression and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't put that together until you just said that. The ball is what I need to feel normal again. So can we go over and get the ball? I can't go over. I don't have hands. So he left them in and all of a sudden he turns around. He's like, hey, I got the ball. And all of a sudden he turns around and Wilfred's breaking into the dude's house. (laughs) He's just punching out the window. And he dives in the window, grabs the dude's weed, and then decides to shit in his boot. And then he tells Ryan to shit the other one. He goes, that was a primo coiler. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So he shits in both boots and then they leave. Um, he's like, how does that feel to be alive? That's what makes me think of Fight Club. Like that same thing, mm-hmm. like where they're doing like disastrous things, but he's really probably on his own doing it. Could be like an alternative personality thing. I'll go back to what I said before, because we see the sister next, which is up until that part, I thought maybe he had died from these sleeping pills. And that's why he's having like all these weird visions and like all this crazy stuff is playing out. But then she says that she gave him sugar pills. She didn't give him the real medication. But he tells her off. And I think that's the first step in his journey to mm-hmm. becoming himself. Absolutely. Because in the beginning, when Wilfred um, is with him in the initial part of the episode, he keeps mentioning like fear several times. And so he he's like harness. He's like honing in on Ryan's like main core issue, which is fear obviously Mm -hmm. and so wilfred empowers him in some way so that's exactly what you're saying like now he's like broken into like the guy he was afraid of on the motorcycle to even like say boo to he's broken into his house he just told his overbearing sister off like i'm sure the father at some point is going to come in because they kept mentioning their dad you know there's going to be some interactions with that so it's a lot of um a lot of empowerment in a weird misadventure kind of way but the thing I don't get is why did Wilfred go back and frame him and put his wallet back down? Yep. So I wrote that down. 
I think it's because I don't think it's Wilfred. I think it's him and his mind doing it. His alter ego, we'll call it, you know, Wilfred, his alter ego is just encouraging him to act out in ways he wouldn't like typically. And so he's messing with the motorcycle guy and he's showing him like, I'm not afraid of you. But because it might be like you said, like the split personality type thing, he might not consciously know he went and did that. Yeah, I think it has to do with his fear of confrontation. So by putting that there, it's going to be a confrontation between him and the neighbor. And that's part of the whole fear. Fear holds him back. Well, if he does this, he's going to have to have an interaction with him. And like, but he doesn't know that, right? Like, if you think about split personality, like, you know, whether you think it's a thing or not, the other one doesn't know what the other one's doing in a lot of ways. But it's something that's acting out because you have not processed some kind of trauma in your life or a challenge or this or that. So that's why when they have like dissociative disorder, which is split personality, but what we all call it, it's because it's acting out something that you like as Joe or as Courtney can't do on our own. So yeah. if Wilfred is suppressed, yeah. Yeah. So if he's a person who has a lot of fear, who has a problem of confrontation, who has a problem standing up for himself, this is the other side of it. That's going to do that all for him. Basically. Me, myself and Irene. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Punk, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, I, I until we got talking about it, I thought of it in the fight club way, you know, where, but when you really break it down, yeah. Like I said, the pilot episode and the series finale have the same title. That's a weird, weird thing that you don't typically see. But because of that Mark Twain quote, sanity and happiness are an impossible combination. In the beginning, he's a, trying to achieve happiness, but he's not. In the end, I think he must really get happiness because he's able to stand up for himself and work through the depression issues and the suicidal ideations and, you know, all that fearful kind of stuff. Or in the end, he kills himself. Or in the end, he kills himself. Or he was dead the whole time. I want to go back to what you said about him being the dog. Yeah, or he's the dog. Like, break that down. What does that look like in your mind? That he's the dog and that... Like a worm's eye view looking at people, he's in a dog? Yeah, like he's Wilfred. So weird. He's Wilfred and he wants to help some somebody else. But it's mo- it's, it's like so far-fetched. I was just like kind of fucking around. But he's probably split personality disorder or something else. But I like what you said because it's weird. And it's so off the wall. It would only be, it would be off the wall because like he would see, I don't know how to phrase this. Like Ryan would be him if he was a human. Yeah. So like she's gone and he goes in like to the neighbor's house and he's like living as a person. That's a cool way to think of it. Because the one thing about this show is I really don't care about any of their relationships. Like I don't give a shit if he ends up with her and the, the sister. I yeah. don't care about. I, the whole time I would be watching this, I would be wanting to figure out what the what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is Wilfred and Ryan? What yeah. Are they? It's all I would be able to think of for each 23 minutes of every episode. Um, I love the end credits, by the way, when he's like humping the teddy bear, smoking a cigarette. I thought that was hilarious. It's funny because, again, I can't figure out if I was going to be a man in a dog suit playing a dog, it would either be like I had to do all dog things, but funny because I'm a person or like all human things like he does is a combo and it throws me off. That's why I don't know. Because he peed standing up like a human, but then he crouched down and pooped like a dog. Yeah. There's like and a he lot of a cigarette, but he did uh-huh. a circle on the couch to sit. So like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what's funny? Elijah Wood's favorite movie is Harvey. Have you ever heard of Harvey? 
No, I read that in his fun fact thing. This is so, facts. Um, it's Jimmy Stewart. It's an old Jimmy Stewart movie where the whole movie, I've seen it when I was young, um, is like a shadow of a rabbit. And he sees it everywhere, but it's really just like his imagination, or I guess. I don't know if you ever really find out if it's his imagination or if it's real, but it's funny that that's Elijah Wood's favorite movie. And then like this is like his TV show. Mm. So what happened at the end of that movie? I don't remember. I don't know if you ever. So he sees a six foot three and a half inch rabbit who's only visible to Jimmy Stewart's character. And his name is Elwood. Isn't that funny? Elijah Wood. I'm not sure if it ever ended up being real or not. I don't get it. It's kind of like Shutter at the end of Shutter Island. He was an inmate the whole time. Yeah, but the, but the whole thing of the end of Shutter Island is when he wants to be um, lobotomized. It's like you don't know if he knows what he did and he just wants to forget it or if he's just finally like at the end of losing his mind. No, the whole thing is he thinks he's a detective going in. Yes, but at the end, that. he is crazy. Yes, but there's a bigger thing to that at the end too, which is because his wife killed herself and drowned the kids, He he's going to be lobotomized. But there's like a glimmer of hope when he's talking to Mark Ruffalo's character that he actually knows that he's crazy and he just wants to do it to kind of forget all that other shit. Oh. There's many layers to a movie, mister. But the whole thing is, yeah, with Wilfred, it's it's all of these things, right? It's like, we don't know what's real and what's not real. And we certainly didn't get too many hints aside from, as I said, 10 minutes in when he said, I am you, we are one mind kind of gives you a hint. Like maybe it is in his mind, but I don't know. But he gave him like a nah, just kidding though. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. And, that is this week of Courtney and Joe spoils everything. And we'll be, be back Thursday with apparently what is a perfect 10. Will I have a meltdown? We shall see. Bye.